Welcome to Wasteland Glass. Wasteland Glass is a show produced by adults for adults. Listener discretion is advised for strong language and content. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember where we left off last time. Uh, uh yeah. Um, jog my memory real quick. Alright, do you want to see how much you remember? And It's going to be full of holes. I can give you what I recall. Um, Go for it. Shit, it's not a lot. <laughs> um, I remember meeting up with with Will's character, right? Honestly, no, it's blanking. I, 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 anything I can remember fresh right now is from that that solo session you recorded with Will. I keep it keeps like I keep trying to think of it, and that's all that keeps coming into my my mind fresh. It's like what the hell? Um, yeah, no, and the worst part of it being that that's supposed to be between those two episodes. I I know it's it's it's. I, I know geez. it's a mind block, but <laughs> right, I can I can help you out here. So, the end of last canonical episode or last canonical episode was where the party, uh, after having defeated the Dust Devils, con- continued on, stopped off for the night so that Farney could replace the alternator that they had mentioned in episode one. They were banging on because it wasn't working right. That's right. I'm gonna be paying attention to this shit. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but don't worry, anything like anything that you're narratively like, oh, this is broken on it, I'm not going to actually be like, oh, yeah, no, it's mechanically broken. It's just going to be, oh, it's broken. Here's a part for you to replace it. All right, all right. That way, like, anything resulting of a wound actually has a little more of an impact, too, because I don't want to just be a dick with that. <laughs> <Okay>. But <laughs> after Farney had finished uh, replacing the parts on the Cimarron uh, amidst the sandstorm, uh, it was... Actually, Farney and Cimarron, who noticed the border wall or the border ridge that divides most of the wasteland and the blasted lands, which they knew is what they wanted to head towards before following it up to the City of Absolution, where the party was currently heading so that they could get on the ferry across the blasted lands to New City, the Mecca of Meccas. Uh, upon arriving at Absolution, the party was greeted by Blood Eye Boba, the kind of the face for the city uh, and transporting vehicles uh, through the city to the port. Ah, this I remember. We we for some reason wasted a lot of time trying. I got super confused about what we were actually doing for a moment. I remember kind of being on top of things and then checking out, and then you guys were like, "What? What are you talking about, dude?" Like, <laughs> just. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so then to help clear that up, uh, what do you know? Well, I remember when I got confused. You checked out um, no, no, the whole thing with getting loaded. Uh, when, when we were playing, I was kind of distracted at that point because we, we were hitting it pretty hard. Um, and I, I remember um, the whole thing about getting the car checked in. I didn't understand that that's what we were doing. I was like, wait, wait yeah, a minute. So, uh, so wait, yeah. like, we can't just go through? Like, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> Just it literally just it went in one ear out the other, and I was operating on a totally different set of instructions for some reason. So, a little more context for you then. Uh, Absolution is built upon an ancient oil rig, which, after having written all this, I realized oil rigs don't actually look like what I thought they did for the most part. You know, they're not just four pillars going down to the ocean floor, they're usually a floating platform. Did not actually know that. That's weird. I guess for yeah, the snakes, no, I mean, like, if they're just drilling, whereas, like, if it's already an established drill hole, I mean, it's cheaper just to snake it, well, realistically. Well, that, and you think about it, most of the time where they're drilling, it's, like, three or four miles down. Mm-hmm. 
And I can't imagine, like, even metal at that, like, at the ocean's floor, ocean floor's pressure can really handle it too well. Well, you'd be amazed the kind of tech that they use. Oh, I was talking more about the platform. Oh, the platform. Oh, okay. The well, you, oh, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. No, yeah, okay. I, okay. I, again, uh, operating on right. a different... <laughs> I don't get it. It's, <laughs> it's all just good. my brain. Uh, tangent okay. aside, so <laughs> the idea is Absolution is a city built on a large platform with okay. four pillars uh, going down to the ground. So the only foot access is up a rickety-ass, you know, dry-rotted metal staircase ascending several hundred feet yeah that's that's a great word for it because if you mess up you will be ascending jeez so the only option to get vehicles up the cliff wall that absolution is tilted against is for them to be lifted uh on chain platform you know think uh um Immortan Joe's stronghold. Oh, yeah, right off the bat. That's where it's where my brain went. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, like the perfect example of what it is. Uh, you know, just a platform to raise and lower vehicles. Uh, they offered to transport the vehicle through the city for a fee. Farney was smart and actually paid the full fee, so your car didn't get stripped for parts. Okay, yeah, I remember this. Because I, I was, re- I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I was really hoping to catch y'all and then be like, oh yeah, you can send it through for thirty scrap and just a quiet aside, and you know, or, you know, hundred scrap, and it'll definitely get there safe. <laughs> yeah, we get it back and like the cannon's gone or something. Like what the fuck? <laughs> oh, so, you know, like at that point, it might have just been a frame. Oh, yo, yo. <laughs> and then you know, I mean, if anything, that would have been reason for y'all to stay in absolution for a while. So it would have worked. Like out. the body is uh, gone, completely gutted. It's just kind of welded up in spots to make it look like a car until you open the door and it falls off. Like what the fuck? <laughs> no, it's just cardboard cutout of a car. Yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, but <clears throat> it's just the body so, uh, pieces loosely arranged with <laughs> shitty adhesive and cardboard. There you go. What the hell? <laughs> Alright, so right. Farney uh, took 100 pounds of scrap from okay. the car that you had been towing that the Dust Devils had been driving uh, and paid Blood Eye for it. Uh, during this conversation, you the party found out about the Ripper Run, a glider race that... Well, okay, do you, do you remember any part about the gliders? I remember being very confused about the gliders. Okay, thank you for bringing that up. That was the other part. I'm like, the fact that we were checking in the car, I thought at one point, okay, we can go. I, I have to go back over this and listen to it. I'm pretty sure I mixed up at what point we were at, and you were asking me about that. And I'm like, do I need to roll here? And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I, I, I recall. Oh, okay, you thought you were racing then? Yeah. Oh, this okay. this makes more sense. Yeah, no, for yeah, real. Yeah, no, this is making sense yeah. now. This is making sense now. I was totally um, checked out then, dude. <laughs> I, which I, I'm sorry for. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, you were awesome. It was late and you were tired at that point, so it's okay. <laughs> so, during this, uh, so prior to all of that, rewinding back about, you know, 20 minutes of the story, uh, on the way into the city, I believe if I, I would have to check the episode again, but I, I believe it was. I can't remember if it was Nax and uh, Cimarron or Farney and Cimarron. Uh, saw people up on the ridge line leap off and plummet towards the ground and then at the last moment pop, them, uh, pop open a glider and take off and fly 
up and over and around the city, out of sight. So, moving back uh, to the Cimarron shitbox being loaded onto the platform, Blood Eye brought up the Ripper Run, a glider race that where the contestants will start at the top of the cliff, go down, come fairly close to the ground, try and, you know, arc up and around the city, which is this pillar, so, you know, basically going through the arch and over again. There was uh, several jokes about Farney not understanding what a slalom was at that point. What is a slalom? It's a type of race. You know, so, like, uh, usually, like, skiing, it's, if, if I remember the exact type, right, it's usually in skiing when they're going back and forth uh, around the pylon, around the, like, flagpoles. Oh, shit, a zigzag course. Okay. In skiing or kayaking. All right. The more you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not a great analogy because it's not necessarily a zigzag course, but, you know, it's an... Yeah, close enough. When I was reading it, it helped paint a clearer picture in my mind of what you were describing. So if it helps, I, I we're on the same wavelength here. All right. Yes, that does help. So it was then. Uh, so Blood Eye then mentioned to Farney that the winner or the prize for winning this glider race was a big block V twelve mm-hmm. and a very nice trophy. So some vroom vroom, yes, big hard on scotch. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, you, you get the idea. This is mm-hmm. the incentive uh, in this city for y'all to enter the race is you could get a better engine in uh, your yes. car. Yes, so that, that is the incentive. <laughs> so going then going into the city, Blood uh, Eye had directed the party up to their husband Thomas, who they uh, Blood Eye claimed was the premier uh, glider maker in the city. You know, up at the top at the port. You know, so the so while uh, Snacks and the kid went and got food at a soup kitchen and saw some people in white cloaks, Cimarron, uh, Farney, and Al went up to the top of the city to talk to Thomas. They bartered a deal with him where he would make a glider for a reduced fee as long as the party fixed a loom that he was trying to fix up for Blood Eye. Uh, that being successful in that he agreed to make it for a cheaper price, and it was around this time that I believe it was Al who noticed uh, members of a religious sect coming up from the Blasted Lands. Uh, speci- specifically at this point, they were walking up the wall and Al saw them step from the wall up onto the floor of the platform and then walk past wearing their white cloaks. You're making faces at me. Do I have a reaction to this? Because this is where I was super checked out. I remember being, uh-huh, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. If anything, don't worry. This uh, plays very well into who, who it sounds like Cimarron is, which is just, if it's not car-related. Yeah, no, really, no. This is, this is very within scope. <laughs> I tried. To, I tried to role play something at least that I can accurately, you know, get across. I don't know. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. And that was. Uh, uh, I believe that was where. Yeah, that was actually where we ended the session. Then. Yeah, that sounds right. Because at that, I don't. I don't remember much more, if anything. Like, because that. Yeah, in that I, last honestly, bit with the repair, I, I didn't even remember that until you mentioned it. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I'm not terribly surprised considering I think it was probably the last 10 to 15 minutes we were recording. We were oh, that's right. I, that's right. I totally forgot I fell asleep in my chair. That's not embarrassing at all or anything. 
My tongue wasn't out, was it? Like no, a big dopey fuck. Back all peaceful, like. Okay, okay, that's that's comforting uh, a bit. <laughs> I think the best place to start then is the the other the only thing you actually missed uh, when you fell asleep at the end of the last episode was Farney and Al had decided they were going to go down to the market in the city. And all things considered, I'm just going to interpret this as they got excited and dipped off and Cimarron has suddenly left his own devices in the city. Uh, Thomas has said it will take a short while before the glider is ready. Uh, he'll actually, he'll, before Cimarron actually leaves, he'll even <clears throat> uh, explain to him that Cimarron would need to come back by the end of the day for a test fitting and possibly the first test flight of the glider and then Thomas can do final adjustments before the race in two days. Uh, so, in the meantime, Summerun's kind of left to their own devices. I think the best, the first place to start is, is do they have much of a can reaction I... looking around and seeing that the Wasteland Goblin isn't at their side anymore? Sadness. Profound sadness. Just, I mean... The man's a translator, alright? He just gets me at an operating level, so I don't, I don't know how to... I mean, can I give you a notice roll to seek out the smell of oil? <laughs> Certainly. Alrighty, one second, let me get my uh, character sheet up here. I'm definitely prepared, Mike. Uh, well, that's at least a success, and certainly reasonable in the, you know, the diesel punk wasteland you live in, that there's gonna be a Quite a bit the smell of motor oil around. Um, I, I assume looking for the, the, trying to find the scent of motor oil is specifically to find, uh, Farney? Oh, no, I was just, I mean, even the thought of scavenging for parts, because, well, that's his, that's his prerogative, right? Is, is looking through a big pile of junk, so, I mean, there's gotta be some kind of dumping ground around here where they put the less than manageable parts, and it's gotta reek. That was, that was my, my line of thinking. All right, yeah, I follow you. I mean, at the same time, I'm I'm open to just, like, because I don't know how we'd, we'd work that out, even if I did encounter him. It would be like a hello and goodbye. <laughs> hey, if we actually had you run into them, yeah, but I, since their voice actors aren't here at the moment, I, I think we'll just uh, skip past that for now and kind of ignore it. It, like, I, I'm certainly okay with... It makes perfect sense to me. There would be a, a massive junkyard at, uh, or pile of refuse somewhere in the city. Mm -hmm. I'm just not entirely sure where it would make sense. So, like, this is a point where I... The successes you have found this, do you have Do you have any way you would like to describe it? Or, like, how, how Cimarron goes about finding it? I, I I imagine stumbling around through the streets. Give, give, just, yeah, I mean, hmm. In my mind, it's you. Know, I, I've got you know weird vendors coming up to me, put trying to peddle crap, and it's just from <laughs> beep beep. No, hmm, hmm. And I mean, just and then on I go. Like I can't imagine there'd be any <laughs> deep conversation. Just just point at a, a bit of rusty muffler I've got in my bag. They look confused as hell. I'm like, beep beep. 
on we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's certainly street vendors and trying I, to come up to you and selling, you know, like roast lizard and being like, ah, come, come. It's only five pounds, of sc- only a pound of scrap per lizard. It's a steal. You, you look like a hungry fellow. Or like the, the local cat check, if you catch my drift, you know, beaded doorway, people dra- trying to drag people in and like, uh. Uh, ah, uh. ah, so, you, so, okay, so Simran doesn't want to go to the sand house? No. <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, hmm, it's gonna have to be at, like, the lowest point, because you, you don't, you'd have to have it in a contained, separated area that it wouldn't taint any groundwater. Like, it, well, if these people even have brains, I, I don't know why I'm assuming that Scrap Diesel Punk City would have brains. <laughs> yeah, I mean, using Mad Max as a basis for this, no, not okay. happening. Okay. I mean, shit, what was it? Barter Town was literally built on a pigsty. Okay, touche, touche, touche. Well, either way, pursue the path going down, hoping, hoping to catch the gleam of junk on the horizon. If not, you know, hear weird goblin shrieks at the excitement of loot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do agree. Your logic makes uh, perfect sense. It, like the the idea <clears throat> that the refuse would be towards the bottom of the city, it, like it, especially considering you know the uh, shakedown they're trying to run on people coming into the city where they can you know have their car. But why would they there. have it right up by the front? Right. Yeah, they they'd want right. to be able to lift it up, strip it right away, and then get it out of there before. And then you know people really have no idea where it happened at. I'm imagining that this is just a junk heap that has started off on like. The like the third or fourth uh, tier from like the bottom platform, you know, and being that the city is kind of uh, sloped and angled, they, they that over time the scrap and refuse and trash is just poured over into this, uh, you know, almost a smooth uh, mound of just yeah uh, filth uh, spread across a layer of the city, you know, complete with. Your, your expected rats and, you know, mutated seagulls uh, flying around. I'm picturing worst case New York, you know, after they built over the slums. It's just everybody throwing out crap refuse corpses, you name it. And they're like, oh, we're just going to build on top of it. So <laughs> it's probably going to be like the oldest part of town. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, probably the only place you would actually find actual dirt in this city now that I think about it. That's fair. Super contaminated dirt, but it's dirt. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, earthworms are pervasive. I'm curious. They're fungus. I don't know why I'm getting excited about fungus. <laughs> uh, because it helps build the world. Touche. Touche. Yeah, because I mean, that's the thing to keep in mind. Like, it, the point I just made there where, you, you know, like you wanted to look for a junk, uh, junk heap. And it's like, well, th- it would make sense for there to be a pile of crap just somewhere in the city. Over time, it's going to break down no matter what it is. And, you know, like, that's well, where dirt essentially comes from. So. I was trying to quiet that little voice in the back of my head. You know, the, the little fear-motivated vo- voice that says, Oh, what if something else came crawling up out of the, the trash heap? That's, that's what I was, I was trying to quiet that little voice in the back of my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I get what you mean, but I'm saying don't do that. Oh, uh, well, I'm not trying to give you... <laughs> 
fodder. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. You, wanna, you don't want to come up with your own R-O-U-S? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Rats of unusual sizes are out. <laughs> okay. Honestly, no, my brain all first right, all went... Right. Scaven her off the table. <laughs> My, thank you um actually to be honest my brain first went immediately to uh, forbidden planet for some reason i was thinking of the the monster of the id and i'm like that's not right <laughs> but yeah that's my brain <laughs> uh, so it's probably i think we said it was early mid-morning to early afternoon by the time the party had gotten up to see thomas and you can roll with that so probably 45 minutes to an hour for you to walk down to the scrap heap, just following your nose the entire time, which <laughs> now I think about it, if you're just finding this based off the smell alone, I'm really curious how that looks. The smell. Oh, okay. 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 In between, you know, skirting off vendors and, um, local itchy crotches, right? Um, you just got to pause full, full chested, deep inhale, waiting, waiting for, you know, well, the obvious, right? The oil stink is there, but I'm waiting for the flecks of dust to hit on that deep inhale, and I'm or of rust, and I'm just, I'm not getting that yet. I'm not getting that. Yet. I don't feel like I'm getting that yet. <laughs> like <laughs> pollution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing like the smell of motor oil in the morning, boy. <laughs> Do you- so is that the only, Ooh, ever, from that. only other phrase you will ever hear similar? <laughs> I actually forgot the first phrase. Oil? Wait, is oil? <laughs> Just oil. <laughs> I think the first one was, it, you just said, the flesh is weak. Oh, yes, the flesh is weak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Okay. I'm really lightheaded after that. Ooh. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's on the nose. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> So Simran walks, uh, arrives uh, at the bottom of the city and follows his nose out onto the platform where the scrap heap starts. He sees uh, rolling down the city before him just a veritable compost heap of metal, debris, like you said, certainly the the occasional dead body in there. Well, I mean, there's no getting around that. I, they don't. What are they going to bury him in the sand? Well, yeah, no. I mean, hey, obviously, I'm just it's the, the 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 visual, right? Like the smells, the the, the imagination of the smells. I'm like, oh, that's offensive. Um, <laughs> uh, it's better as as uh, <clears throat> as you're walking in, Simran uh, will actually see a barely held together crane uh, just dropping down and scooping up bucketfuls of this uh scrap to be taken over to a massive uh kiln uh, further down the hill nice wasteland for all this to be turned into slag i got yeah, you i mean they you know they gotta do something with it mm-hmm. i mean hey bullets come from somewhere right yeah you gotta stamp that metal somewhere okay so as you make your way into this junkyard is there uh anything in particular you're looking for or just Still following that note. Oh, into the junkyard, right? I mean, I'm... Hmm. Hmm. Anything remotely military, right? Like, as long as there's there's still chassis, right? Because uh, half of it, I'm, I'm interested in, like, potential electrical components, right? Like panels, shit like that, that just, they, they don't make them like they used to, you know what I mean? 
Um, anything hints towards that? Is I, I don't know preserving what little is left of old world technology would be good, you know. And was it we we've, we've got screens and shit in the car already. Just my thinking is it's got gotta have replacement parts sitting around. Straight cannon shell goes through a window, boom! All the screens are gone. Like, eh, that scares me. But I get that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, why don't you give me a notice roll then for sure. actually looking around the junkyard, and we'll uh, we can actually set the flavor of what you find. Give you give you a quick um first off, if I if I could do a separate like notice roll, I want to try to find something sharp because I did lose my uh my spear way back when. Um I, I need something to, to poke people with. I just looking for a rusty piece of metal I can kick off with a nasty angle. I mean if you're if you're just looking for like a piece of rebar, mm-hmm. you can certainly find that. Or or if, if like, you're looking for something that you can actually forge into a spear, then yeah, that 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 or better would take a notice roll. Well, I I I I'm, well, either way, dice go boom. Yeah, I don't even know why I bother. <laughs> Excuse me, I didn't mean to snort. Yeah, so that is a success with two raises. So I think it's. I'll even be nice and say you you can mark it as you have a spear again. Yay. <laughs> Like just well, I'm, I'm willing to accept that sake. this is a piece of junk that was simply rusty enough that I could break it off. Like, rub it on some other metal a little bit, and there's enough of not rusted material for there to be a point. I can accept it being crap. <laughs> and as Simran's working to pull this sharp, soon-to-be-sharpened uh, hunk of metal off of uh, whatever it's attached to, it struggles at first you know because i very much doubt he's actually using a wrench i'm guessing it's just brute force yes deliberately if you want to fuck me up man fuck me up (laughs) uh takes a couple wrenches you know like two uh, you know a handful of pulls on it before the metal that is uh, holding in place finally gives out and Cimarron slips and finds himself rapidly sliding down this hill along, you know, just some piece of sheet metal. Oh, okay, this works out in my mind because I was I was imagining it like like I I'd found remnants of an old crappy stop sign. <laughs> there you go. So you're trying to leg a list? Yeah. This shit. Well. Well, no. If it's just if it's tiny, I can't legless anything. It's going to be oh god, oh god. There's rust. <laughs> Don't poke me. <laughs> See, ah! Well, maybe not that shrill. <laughs> there you go. Yes, That's big it. manly Cimarron, but the end of his screams just come out like a like a whimper. Just, ah! <laughs> All right, moving up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make either a note way, of that. I, either way, Simran finds himself sliding down this hill and rapidly approaching the bottom of it. They see begin to worry that they might go flying off the edge before it abruptly slopes back up at the end and he just finds himself kind of gently sliding to a stop. And he just kind of pops up off the edge and lands on a flat surface. And, you know, it's just kind of sitting and looking out over, you know, the 
I, I guess to him, probably kind of beautiful landscape. I mean, this is something you're used to seeing. I, I'd imagine it's a lot easier to see the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After however long Simran sits there for... Let him absorb the inner peace. (laughs) Uh, When he goes to get up, he actually notices something kind of unique. He is standing atop a singular vehicle that appears to be almost twice as wide as his car and more than eight times as long with a... You know, to call it simple, like a six-person cab with a long, flat deck on the back and a large piston motor arm in the middle of that deck. When you say piston arm, what do you mean? Like, uh, is an it? It is a piston that comes up with you know a kind of a cradle. Drawing a blank here, homie. Forgive me. Do you have a visual reference? I can. I I do, but it it for. It's kind of one of those things where I would. Right now, I would rather not share the visual reference okay. until Cimarron figures it out. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's what you're getting. At. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize this. Yep. Is something you want me to no, figure no out? No okay, Yeah, that works. Um, would it be like like a smarts roll just to know what I'm looking at? I, I think uh, common knowledge could fall. This could fall under common knowledge. Okay. Man, my common knowledge rules are bad. Oh, dice go boom. Never mind. You were saying? <laughs> I'm just going to quietly scratch at my mustache. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think mm, the, the Cimarron's answer for what this vehicle is is going to come more from their knowledge of uh, vehicles and vehicle types and. Notices a few things about this one in particular, you know, one, like taking into account the size of it, the number of wheels on it, you know, the the way it's laid out, is very confident that it is, you know, some kind of ancient military vehicle. Okay. Because when you said some kind of piston-driven something on the top, I was picturing like a wrecker, but... Something with like a hydraulic arm, you lead the front of the vehicle, yeah, on, you know, yep, pulls no, it up I, onto I a track or something. Yeah. I, that, that's where it, yeah. I was like, "What are we talking about?" <laughs> yeah, it, it, like uh, the the description I was trying to Sorry, give apologies. was more a a no no it's okay. The, think more like uh, the arm is a piston coming out of the like towards uh, shortly behind the cab, middle of the deck, and attached to the end of the piston is. You know, basically, uh, C. You know, so there's a clamp. Okay. Oh, 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 I know what this is. I know what, oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like, like, like a missile platform, kinda? Okay, 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 okay. Excuse me. <laughs> Looking at it closely, Simran doesn't think the thing is probably ran in more than a hundred years certainly like though all the tires are long since gone on it and looking into it further there doesn't even seem to be an engine in it or most of the drive system for that matter 
but yeah, I'm sure they're very excited to see this relic of the past. Yeah, of course. Shit, there's all kinds of goodies in there. Can I do a like a notice roll to see if it's safe to even like clamor into this thing? Because I I feel like even even he would have the wherewithal to to realize that you can't just go into something that ancient and not expect to get poked by something. I think with your notice roll from earlier, uh, <clears throat> that it, I would call it reasonable for like the. Another part of that success being realizing that this vehicle certainly isn't okay. you know, it would, it would OSHA approved okay. safety standards, <laughs> but you know it's been sitting here for who knows how long with a literal mountain of trash pressed up against it. Like this is the backstop from the backstop to the hill. My brain immediately goes to like dirty needles. Like what's been pushed into here over over the ages. I'm like. Oh. Oh, you know, there's definitely a fair bit of trash in there. Oh, yeah. Um, now, forgive me, narrative-wise, do you want me to, to guide what I'm going through, what I'm looking for? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I, okay. I very much like okay. it. I'm still getting, getting into this, too. I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. Oh, no, that's fine. Okay. It, like, like I, I know I've talked to you about this before, where I think it's more interesting to be able to lay the parameters for a story and have the players fill out the world. Okay. You know, so, like, the small decisions you make, like, anything that, like, really falls under the rule of cool. So if it sounds cool gotcha. and it doesn't mechanically break the game, why the fuck not? Okay, okay. Well, from, like, my mind of how these things... Oh, hey. Every Saturday, you can find myself and members of the cast streaming a Borderlands playthrough on Twitch. You can check us out on our various uh, Twitch channels listed in the show notes. You can have an NPC named after you or name an NPC by sending us a tweet at Wasteland underscore Glass with the hashtag GlassCast. Or you can send us an email at WastelandMediaPod at gmail.com with the subject GlassCast. And with that, let's get back to the episode. We need to be coordinated on this. Okay, scratch that last... Yeah, that was... I, I, There isn't a clapperboard we could do here, so it has to be... Noise. So... <laughs> Alright, so Simran is searching this uh, rusted out relic for mm. just any pa- bit of a... Panels, they can find. displays, just anything I can get my hands on that they don't quite make them like they used to, or at all for that matter. Like... So you're anything. looking for, like, gauges and dials? Gauges, dials, any screens where, like, the electricals are intact. Because a lot of that for, like, the similar systems and stuff, they should be pretty much usable in what we have back in the car. It just, it, I don't know. The display right. is uh, not that hard to ad hoc. Is there something specific you're trying to get here? Because we still oh, need to figure out junk. a leveling... Well, oh, okay, sorry. so we still need to figure out a leveling system for mm-hmm. the car. Okay. And... So, I, I think, same idea as with Farney and Al, that 
Like, rather than just out of nowhere, suddenly you can get this upgrade. I, I like the idea of over time building uh, towards it. So, I see. like, if there's a specific upgrade you want to get, you know, like, knowing what that is gives me a better idea of what loot to put in the world that's going to interest you. Okay. Um, okay, I can be more specific. I mean, this old, old like, vehicles like this, it'd have, like, uh, it'd be a reinforced frame. Hell, even the seats would be, like, nearly indestructible or at least they could take hits um even if like the upholstery is gone like the metal frames of the seats it's good enough you can reupholster that yeah so trying to find material for like uh, building further plating on the vehicle all right anything to do what the uh, u.s army so loving lovingly refers to as redneck armor yes okay i gotcha yeah no I, I, being a military vehicle i think it's certainly reasonable for you to find like any loose panels, half, stuff like that. Yeah, I can like a half just dozen, like a, f- a couple, like just access panels on the side of the vehicle made out of, you know, like quarter inch thick steel. Mm-hmm. I would want to rummage around, rusted. see if there's like, I don't know, like a field kit or something, like, or one of those old ammo boxes. Those NATO boxes were built to last, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, you know what? You make a very good point, and you've rolled well enough with your notice rolls that. Why don't you take a med kit? Oh, cool. Okay. With some, and then we can call it, you know, a few panels of uh, steel for, or a few sheets of uh, metal from the vehicle for that you can use to buff out or flesh out your armor further. Cool. Cool. Okay. Let me make some notes here. I think I have to do this on paper, not the sheet. Kind of hide right that in my inventory, or how much it even weigh. Uh, there is a reference in the book. I can oh, okay. pull it up. Thank you, thank you. Uh, or if you want to just um, yell the page at me, I can put eyes on. All right, so first aid kit is listed on page 67. 67, thank you. Uh, specifically what it allows you to do is it allows you to have three uses of healing. Neat, okay. Yeah, so... When you roll healing, you can actually roll it, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, you can roll it normally with that because of the first aid kit if you don't have the skill. Which one was it? The medic kit? That's what I'm seeing here. Oh, first aid, first aid. No, first aid, excuse me. Yeah, first aid kit. Okay, sorry. Three uses, healing page, okay. Wait, one, neat. Then we'll... We can keep the weight of the metal panels as kind of a floating number because that's going to be more based around the vehicle and we still have to figure out some stuff for that anyways. But. Gotcha. What's that? Law of fudge with that. Like, whenever yeah. you go with, I'll be like, that's bullshit! I don't know, we can hash it out. <laughs> <laughs> now, my next question is, uh, how is Cimarron getting this out of here and where is he taking it? You said med kit? And metal panels, right? Uh, first aid kit and metal or, panels, or, yes. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I still have nylon rope on me. I could, I'm just, I, I could t- tie it up like like a sled almost. You know, just put some cr- crappy rebar laying around underneath so it's got individual drag points. I don't know, so it's not catching on every little fucking thing. Um, I don't know, just tie it up and stow the med pack on me and just drag the shit out. And with that, I think it's even reasonable for Cimarron to, you know, find, 
you know, a few useful mundane parts, you know, like maybe an extra shock or, you know, a muffler for the car, or, you know. Oh, maybe that, that totally makes sense because this is going to be a slow process out. There's going to be a lot of staring at the ground in front of me so I can place my feet in the right spots. Yeah, I like that. It works for me. And as Cimarron slowly works his way back up the junk heap uh, with the gl- glaring sun beating down on him, picking through the trash. We can actually cut over to Znax, who, last we left off, was uh, at a soup kitchen with the kid. Hey, uh, hey, hey kid, uh, you almost done there? He doesn't really seem to have eaten much of his food, has kind of mostly just pushed it around and taken a few bites. And As Na- Znax said, uh, the kid just pushes the bowl away and goes, Yeah, not as hungry as I thought I was. Yeah, uh, food's a little scarce, so how about we, uh, take it to go? Yeah, that's fine, I mean, I'm gonna need to eat later. And he just kind of drops his head into his hands and starts rubbing his temples. Yeah, yeah, Snacks pat, pats him on the back a bit and, like, looks around, grabs the bowl, and, uh, tries to start, like, escort him out. Yeah, I don't think the kid's gonna have any objection to that. You know, he's... Doesn't like if anything at the very least. I think the kid has certainly attached themselves to the party, like just because they're you know. It's all he has. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which is saying I don't know something. It says something, and I'm not sure what it is, but I know it's not good. <laughs> As we're walking away, I'm like, "Hey, kid, what do you uh, remember about those white robes that that showed up to your family farm?" If you don't mind me asking right now, and a little soon, right? Uh, I mean, not really a whole lot. The first time they came out, they looked like mostly normal people, and you know, they just showed up and tried preaching their word to us, convincing us to join their flock, and you know, part of that being giving up our land and. You know, in reverence of their god or whatever it is. But were the clothes, like, tattered up or anything? Or are they, are they clean, like those ones over there? I mean, yeah. As Snacks uh, gestures over towards the uh, figures in white robes running the soup kitchen, the kid lifts his head up and looks over and goes, Well, I mean, first ones that came around looked like them, the... Once I came around a few days later, they, oh, they, they looked the same, I don't know, same style of clothes, I guess, but I mean. Clothes a little torn, skin a little flaky, really bad, uh, like maybe yeah, a little alopecia wa- going. Wa- walked some really weird. Oh, that, that was kind of. They looked a little uh, sunburnt and sick. Yeah, yeah, those were the ones that came around a few days later, and they're the ones that started demanding my folks give up the land. And Interesting, interesting. And they're the ones that, I don't even know what they did, and he just put his hand on my paw, and my paw dried up well, like a raisin. What? Okay, let's, uh, how about how about we just uh, get out of here and, and find that, 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 that uh, goblin and card thing? Oh, you mean Farney and Cimarron? They have names? Could just look sad snacks and goes, You don't even know my name, do you? You have a name? 
disembodied rev angry <laughs> revving. <laughs> no, I got it. It's Bender's roar from when he turns into the wear car just off in the distance. <laughs> uh so what's your name kid see this is the part where mike where mike actually is like well he actually doesn't have a name yet is in he's a character but he up to this point he's been an extra so now that he finally asked his name i can make him a wild card and he can start having fun he's gonna become a wild card and he can start actually helping the party is that a good or bad thing? So, the difference between an extra and a wild card is an extra only ever rolls one die for their stats. Yeah. So, generally a d6, you know, depending on the the extra or the cla- like the group of extras, you know, they might have different abilities that they can do better. Wild cards are same status as players so all players are wild cards they are the characters that roll a bane die for their stat and then also the wild die yeah they just have more oomph yeah they have a little more oomph a little more chance to actually not suck i don't even know what i was pulling up i i am honestly blanking oh wait i know what i was pulling up uh Lost orphan kid names. <laughs> you know, I'm afraid Shit, to Google no, that because there probably deep, is a name generator for that. This is the. Okay, okay. The <laughs> Jerry, Google that real quick. <laughs> Lost orphan kid name generator. Orphan names, fantasy. Fantasy oh, generator. Horrible. Oh, it's orphanage. Orphanage. Sorry. Little comment for you know any, any of those out there that had to deal with that. I feel you. <laughs> uh, the orphan name generator, and then you have to pick a generation. <laughs> this is oh, wrong. God, this... So many levels of trauma. <laughs> God, I, I almost want to say industrial revolution. <laughs> oh my God! Or that, or you got a bunch of name gen addicts running around? Do we questions? I was saying, what, do we have a bunch of gin addicts running around? <laughs> Naughty Nacho Timothy? What the fuck? What the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, it, we could just call him Nacho. Yeah, Nacho works. Yeah, no, my, <laughs> my name's Nacho Locos uh, the Third. Actually, no, okay. no, I don't like that name. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be Nacho something the Third, but... <laughs> All I could think was, like, something from Taco Bell there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same, because my immediate thought was Nacho Dorito, but I was like, oh, I don't want to pay royalties if the- uh, Yeah, that would be bad. No, no, no. We have no affiliation we would like. Taco Bell affiliation, but no, 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 we do not have it. <laughs> Please don't sue. Please endorse. That was so good. Alright, so his name is Nacho Ser the Third. Uh, that's a lot, that's a lot of words there, uh. I'll remember Nacho. How about that? All right. you know, look at that. See, you're already doing better than uh, Goblin Fire and, and uh, Beep Beep Cinnamon uh, Car. Fire and Cimarron. <laughs> how long, uh, okay. how long have you been with them that I'm... Oh, must not be very I just good. Met them. Really? I met them. I think I think I met you uh, shortly after. 
So look, you, you see? You see, bud? You see? I rub your shoulders a bit. So did you yeah, shoot at them when you first met them, too? Yep. Oh, okay, actually, that makes me feel a little better. Listen, it's dangerous out there, and you gotta look out for yourself. Sometimes that means firing first, you know? Whatever you say, Han. In fact, you gotta get you gotta get yourself a weapon. You know, we gotta we gotta help you protect yourself. It's dangerous out here. And, you know, those white robes. I don't know if they're too up and up. You know. And looks all around and goes. No, I don't. I don't rightly know what they wanted with my family's land, but I know whatever it was, it wasn't good. What uh? What'd you all end up finding down in the well? Anything that made any kind of sense? Uh, it had that stingy air that burns. Uh, it makes you feel sick and stuff, so, uh, there's certainly something down there. There's a whole facility. I don't know anything about it, you know, but it, uh, it's certainly something. Huh. And probably nothing good. Well, there hasn't been anything good in a couple hundred years now, so that tracks. And I, I'm... Assuming this conversation is uh, taking place as Snacks and Nacho are uh, walking throughout the city? Yeah, we're walking away from the white clothing. Is Snacks trying to lead them anywhere in particular? Or? Uh, we're looking around for Farney and Simran. Alright. Hmm? What's up? Well, I, like, I... I don't want the entire game to be, you know, notice roll after notice roll after notice roll. So I was kind of hoping there was something that'd be, you know, basically networking. Like networking? Oh. Yeah, except that's not like an actual. My my guy story. has Streetwise, so he should know all the local crime networks. Yeah. Um. You just gave me an idea. I want to go see if I can seek out any uh, Motorhead inclined mutes. <laughs> I like Motorhead. If you like to gamble, I tell you what I win. You win some, lose some. It's all the same to me. Alright, just keep it less than, to less than 30 seconds still. What? It was my artistic cre- rendition. Oh, okay. So it's your of, tribute. Not y- Yes, yes. Tribute, not a cover. A tribute. It, it was in a different <laughs> octave. It was up and it was it was up an octave from. Could hear you channeling uh, a little bit of uh, Pee Wee there. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> ah, you said it. What is it? Ah. Oh, what about this? Oh no! What do you think Snacks uh, would be doing to actually try and find them? Uh, Znax is trying to find, uh, yeah, no. Farney and Simran. Yeah, so. I know, but I mean, like, is he, like, do you think he'd be going up to people asking them if they've seen a, you know, a hunchback goblin and some weird guy with a bucket on his head, or? I think he's trying to lay low more. He's a little more street smart than to just throwing out looking names at people. Um, he might, if he's like a vendor that sells car parts or something, he'd ask. Or some kind of mechanical vendor, or something more along those lines. Alright, uh, tell you what, then why don't you give me just a unskilled knowledge roll to see 
how much how likely Snax is to have picked up on you know like the things that the uh, Simran and Farnu and Al would uh, would be doing in the city after only knowing them for a very short amount of time. So common knowledge roll? Uh, no, this would be uh, basically knowledge other, because it's... I, I I feel like it would fall under research, almost. There's not really a good... Um, smarts. I mean, that play uh, that would affect, like, social skills. Like, when to know when to be quiet, when to not. That's part of my streetwise. Oh, would you say streetwise? Well, I just met with other people. I just figured. I should be able to find local black market fence, stolen goods, avoid local law enforcement, or criminal elements. I know how to lay low when heat's on, obtain legal weapons, find out which boss is hiring muscle, or similar shady activities. So I'd probably look for some kind of market fence who looks like they know something. But I'm, I'm trying to find where... Just a D4? Hi, uh, yeah, I... Yeah, see, this is the only part I'm really not sure on. I, uh, do, do you, is there a specific role that you think it would fall under? Because, um, like, I, uh, it would be a hard sell on common knowledge, though. Asking some kind of vendor if they saw a hunchback and a goblin? I, I, I will give you this, you could certainly do that, but they're just gonna sweep an arm out to the mangled masses about you and go, <laughs> Where you been at, shuddy? Everybody's a goblin out here. <laughs> no, no, this one's this was this one's kind of deaf and hunchy, like you know, like. Rawr. And he just points over at some uh, snaggletooth uh, figure with a uh, over the oversized left arm and hunched back, uh, chowing down on a bowl of soup. You mean lamb? No. I would like to remind you, Dell, that. Um, Simran has a bucket on his head. That's right. Uh, yeah. He's got a bucket on his bucket on his head. He probably runs into things. He likes to go. Vroom, vroom. Okay, the, he's yeah, a car. I would. Okay, I would say that that last part is definitely specific enough. Too, in that case, why don't you give me persuasion to try and get them to? Nope. <laughs> that is a hell no. That's a that's a please use a Benny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's in it for me, shuddy? Grizzled merchant leans across and leans down on his stall and stares you dead in the eye with his yellowed teeth uh, grinning wide. It's a trade and trade alike out here in the waste. Everybody's got to get ahead. I cannot keep this voice for some reason. Uh, one more time there, voicey. <laughs> well, what you got to trade for the information, shuddy? It's trade and trade alike out here in the wasteland. Uh, my fists. You know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna go with a little bit of Humphrey Boat. I can't even do it. <laughs> God damn it. Play it again, Sam. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, I, I honestly didn't catch what you said, Del. I said my fists. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. He says, as two rather large and thick-necked figures step out from either side of the stall and cross their arms staring down at Snacks. You think you're the first raider to try and shake down shake down somebody in the shitty? I'm not trying to shake you down. I'm trying to see if you saw a bucket head. 
Man. Really important to this kid here. Would you help a kid in need? Look at him. He's ugly. He has cancer. Man. Everybody's got a kid out here because everybody's got family out here that's got to die. So, what's it to me? Now you grease my palm a little bit. I'm more than happy to try and help you out and see if I can remember something. Give you a bullet? What caliber? Uh, 45. Make it a clip and you got a deal. A clip? I'm not giving you a full clip. Uh, have fun searching for your friends, Sid. Yeah, fuck you too, guy. Walks away. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I can't do voices. I'm trying, so I will commit to the bit, but I. Yeah, shut I don't You were giving me vibes from like some creepy cartoon. I couldn't remember. I can't put my finger on that. But that's. You're channeling something. I just can't put my finger on it. Oh, some grizzled uh, wasteland merchant? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to keep wandering around until I find something that looks like car parts or a junkyard or something where. Mechanic head and bucket face are uh, would, would uh, associate. Alright. Mm. Without searching for a specific area, I think the most you'll find out here is the bottom of the market uh, uh, the market area that uh, takes up the core of the city. Which, you know, you're already kind of in, but you, know, you see ramshackle gantries and catwalks uh, twisting and uh, crossing over each other, rising up through the center of the city with a massive, you know, like a massive open space in the center where you can stand out and look around the whole area. Basically, you know, think, you know, courtyard of uh, your typical mall, just several hundred stories. Or, like, I suppose courtyard of, a like, an apartment building would be good uh, comparison. Yeah, like, one of those, like, Hong Kong yeah. places where there's, like, living spaces and and stores mixed into it. No zoning regulations or fire code whatsoever. Yeah, OSHA doesn't exist in the apocalypse. <laughs> That's the one saving grace. Should. That one random guy oh, in the middle of town with saying, Stay a while and listen. You know. Decker kid. Stare a while and shuckle. <laughs> okay, so, uh, kid, um, let me know if y- you see any trace of them, because I have no idea where to look. Uh, the, the, Farnium and, and, uh, Cinnamon. Well, he points down to a floor several stories uh, above or well, I did say down so he points down to a floor several stories below you and goes you mean like Farney over there fondling that uh, chassis uh, precisely let's get down there and you see across the way the wasteland goblin just salivating over uh, some uh, chassis hung up uh, from the catwalks and take a little bit to get there but you can start making your way that way as you start to make your way back down towards being the area of the city, I think it's reasonable for you to run it or tell you what. I I didn't notice I don't want to do too many notice rolls, but Dell give me a notice roll with a plus two. Oh, how do I do that? Ah, just roll it and then we'll add plus two onto it afterwards. So four and a awesome. seven, so success uh, either way. Uh 
as you're going down over the din of the population of the city you actually hear the sound of metal being drug across metal like metal flooring and grating it is very loud and annoying and as the crowd uh, se- or starts separating around the person making this noise, you actually see Cimarron slowly dragging a uh, what appears to be a metal sled with just a bunch of junk on it. Hey, uh, hey, 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 c- c- Cinnamon. Cimarron. Uh, c- c- uh, Buckethead. Damn it. Can I wait, try to wave at Buckethead? Am I, am I back? Sorry, I was in a black hole of the internet. <laughs> Uh, I'm calling out to you as you drag it. Well, because imagine you dragging this sled of metal with that crap on top of it across, you know, metal flooring is going to be loud and quite noticeable from a ways away. You got a point. You got a point. You got a point. Aside from like the random stumble, yeah, I'm making some noise. I don't know. I'm just gonna tilt tilt the bucket. So my eyes meet yours, and you, just somehow you know that I know you've been calling me cinnamon. <laughs> just, just, I just want you to have like that creepy feeling. <laughs> it's like a stripper name, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw you a dollar. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. Oh god, that's too good. Uh... Stop that. God, <laughs> I felt dirty just hearing that. Fuck. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie so long. Uh, yeah. Um, it was just genuine. So, you meant it. <laughs> I did. So uh, this kid here is uh, tied in to this a little more than we know. These, uh, religious, people, uh, these religious people are uh, up to something. And uh, it's probably not good. For, for the wasteland and uh I don't know what to do with this but I feel partially responsible for this kid's predicament bucket tilts <laughs> I, I I know right like I mean I apparently shot that other kid that wasn't a kid but this one like I don't know I, I took a shirt gave him a shirt we got a thing going I, I think we adopted him I'm gonna pull the bucket off just so you can see the look of. Oh, you have gorgeous hair. Slowly bucket, bucket going back on, <laughs> and then I'm just gesture a- aiming at the bucket, hands open towards you, like, like what you don't get the picture. Um, yeah. So we should probably find that goblin. I, I mean, far, the real question at this point is does Cimarron even actually know Farney's name well I mean well well, if he says goblin I'm gonna know immediately well he's right right there Cimarron I'm gonna uh, awkwardly like make an invitation of goblin-y man doing his goblin-y things and hope that he gets it So getting a full-on Hermie impression from Ridiculous Six. Well, kind of weird little T-Rex arm action going on. Some <laughs> noises just randomly thrown in there. I don't know. <laughs> Trying to draw out your inner Tuscan Raider. Okay, now. <laughs> hey, he's the one that said it. 
And Varney has actually screamed like a Tuscan Raider. You got a point. You got a point. But to a lesser extent, you know, because it's our goblin. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And I think as Znax and Cimarron and Nacho are reunited, they're a part of the group, uh, gets back together and they start making their way down towards uh, where Nacho had pointed out the rest of the party. Uh, we'll call that the end of the episode. Are you on me stop recording? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Wasteland Glass. Intro and outro song was You Fill My Soul by John Option on SoundCloud, used under Creative Commons license. Cover art was commissioned through Lunar Art on Fiverr. Snacks Kofax was played by Dell, who can be found at Dell A. Dale on Twitch and Twitter. Varney was played by Galay. Cimarron Renzo was played by Charles. Alastor Crimson was played by Will. Your GM and narrator was Mike.